Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be recording another episode for everybody. Uh, on my last episode, I had Eric McFarlane from the McFarlands uh, on the podcast, and it was so much fun to sit down and talk to him and talk about the way he started his business and some of the things he does. And it it just got me really excited for, for what we're doing with this podcast. And I'm excited to, I'm going to be sitting down with some more people pretty soon. Uh, but today I just wanted to come on and, and uh, talk about um, shooting family photos after the ceremony. I wanted to give a couple couple tips on the way we like to do things. Um, if, if you've shot weddings before, you know that after the ceremony is typically the time when there's a sometime set aside to take some family photos uh, for the couple. And this can sometimes be kind of crazy. You know, there's families out there, there's couples out there that have really large families and they want to take photos with every person, you know, their aunts and uncles and grandparents and, you know, all those kinds of things. And what we try to do is um, we try to, during our consultations, we like to sit down with our couples and, and kind of go over uh, the way we handle those situations. And the way we explain it to them is that we like to make these suggestions to, uh, to save them a little bit of time and to make sure that they're able to get all of the photos that they want. And by all the photos, I mean all of their family photos and make sure we have time to do all of the bridal party photos and uh, plenty of time to do the photos of just the bride and groom uh, after the fact. One of the things we've always suggested is for the couple to create a family photo list. Uh, it's a list of, of all the different groups that they want photographed after the ceremony, including their names. And the reason we do that is because right after the ceremony, you know, everybody's really excited. The couple, they just got married. Everyone's excited for them. They want to come up to them. They want to hug them. They want to talk to them. And we've created a way where we don't really have to take that away from them. What I like to avoid is having to go up to the couple and ask them every five seconds, you know, who do you want next? Who do you want photographed next? Who do you want next? And so by creating, by them creating a family photo list, um, I have a physical list on me of all the different groups that they want. So I'm able to place the couple in a specific location and I can just uh, call out everybody's name one by one and put them, put them in the group that they're supposed to be at the same time, the couple's talking to everybody and they're enjoying their time and we're able to get through the list in a timely manner. And, and also, because I have the list, if there's somebody that's not there, you know, I can circle their name or put a mark next to them and know that they weren't photographed yet. So after we're done with the list, we can go back and be like, you know, hey, Uncle Bob wasn't photographed. He wasn't here. Is he here now? And then, you know, oh, he showed up. Okay, cool. Let's put him in the photo now and we can, you know, recreate those photos. Or if they just happen to step out, you know, we can go back later on during the reception and remind them, hey, these people weren't photographed with you yet. Do you want to find them and take a photo next to them? I think creating this this physical copy of a list is helpful uh, because the couple will get all the family photos that, that, that they want. And you're able to make sure that you don't miss anybody.
Now, one of the one of the suggestions that we make during the consultation is when they're when they do create this list that uh, we, we put an emphasis on creating a list with just the immediate family. One of the other uh, suggestions that we make is maybe during dinner, that's usually a good time for the couple to go table to table and talk to everybody uh, individually for a short amount of time. Uh, a lot of the weddings we go to, that's the, a lot of the weddings we go to, they tend to do that. They, they, they like going table to table and talking to everybody a little bit, uh, you know, before like the party really starts. So we suggest to them that that's a perfect opportunity for them to photograph with their friends or anybody that they didn't include on the list. So we put a big emphasis on creating a list with immediate family only that way the list is as short as they're able to make it so we can save the most amount of time so we can take photos of the bridal party and again the photos of the bride and groom after the ceremony after all the photos have been done and we have enough time to come back and and do their introduction and move on with the wedding we've used this family photo group list technique for several years now and it's always been one of my favorite techniques that, that I picked up. I don't remember where I picked it up, but I've been using it for a long time. And I think it's really great because it's really important to me to get all the photos that that the couple wants. We don't want to miss anybody. It's happened in the past where, you know, they totally forgot about this, this family member that they wanted in there. It's happened before. And, and we just, you know, this is one way for us to avoid that. They're able to get all the family photos that they want. But for us, it's really important to, to us as photographers because we're able to save them some time and get all the photos that they want. And at the same time, we're able to get all the photos that we want. You know, we've had situations where the family photos just kind of run forever. And then we have to speed through the bridal party photos just to have enough time to take some photos of the bride and groom by themselves. And it's all, you know, we have to rush through them. The sun's going down. Uh, we have to be back at the reception in five minutes or ten minutes. And, you know, sometimes that's just what you have to do. That's the amount of time you have. And you're able to speed through it. Uh, but that's not the ideal situation. The ideal situation is to always have a relaxed time with the couple so they're able to enjoy that photo session and they're able to enjoy their wedding. Nothing feels rushed. They, don't, they won't look back at their wedding and be like, oh man, I wish I had taken more photos or I wish that, you know, that we just don't want them to have any regrets. And, and, and for us, it always comes back to making sure that our couples have that awesome experience with us as the photographers. Another suggestion we like to make is doing a first look. And if you don't know what a first look is, uh, you've probably seen it before, but uh, typically after a bride gets in her dress, we'll set up a specific location where um, we'll either set the bride up or the groom up somewhere. And one of the two will, will come up to the other with their back turned and they'll turn them around and, and they'll have um, this moment together where they see each other for the first time prior to the ceremony um, and we do this with just the bride and groom we don't we don't let any of their friends be there we don't let any of the family members uh, be there we really like doing first looks because we feel like it's a real intimate and and really nice moment that the couple gets to share together before you know 
they're just surrounded by all their friends and their family and we think it's really cool but we could also use it as a huge benefit to the schedule um, I'll let the couples know that if they do decide to do a first look one of the biggest benefits is that because they already saw each other we're able to move then into the bridal party photos and we can invite uh, all the the groomsmen and all the bridesmaids out and we can get all those photos done and we won't have to worry about doing those photos after the ceremony so when the ceremony's over and we do all the family photos then all that's left is the the time that we have left we can use it to just take pictures of the bride and groom again just saving time and anybody that's photographed any weddings knows that weddings are all about time especially if the bride and groom you know have a really good coordinator or have it all scheduled out really good there there is an exact time for everything and staying on time uh, and staying on track with the schedule uh, is very crucial for a lot of these weddings also if the couple uh, decides to do a first look you can you can also use that time to take some some family photos then if, if, if time allows you can do some of the family photos beforehand you can go through some of the lists before and the rest after it's just another way for them to save a little bit of time and for you to save a little bit of time and after the ceremony you're able to just focus on the bride and groom and we all love having uh, all the time that we want with the bride and groom just to do those really uh, intimate photos and those big epic shots and you know if you're in a really cool venue a really cool location you know that sometimes it takes putting the bride and group up on a hill and you running all the way down the hill and taking these big awesome photos and you got to run back and you got to you know put them in uh, talk them through another pose and and take more pictures and now you know sometimes you really just want to take advantage of your location but that always comes down to the amount of time that you have. So we're always looking for ways to save uh, time in the schedule to allow for all, all, these fun, all these fun photos to happen. So one of the other things I do is when I, when I talk to our couples about the family photos and the family list and all these things that we have to do, you know, I also kind of, I also let them know that, uh, you know, creating a list like this is important. That way we can check everyone off, make sure get, they get all their photos that we want. But if for any reason, you know, people just disappear and family members aren't there when they have to be, we are still responsible for getting the couple where they need to be in a timely manner. So we don't mind waiting for an aunt or an uncle to arrive to take a photo that they want. But we let the couple know, like, you know you're going to have a certain amount of time to do these photos and if we start going over time we're going to let them know where we are within our time frame and it'll be up to the couple to decide whether to continue or not continue or move on to the next thing we always make sure they know that we we are not liable for any photos that we miss uh, we actually have it in our contract. We're not liable for any photos missed from lack of cooperation. We think that's really important because, you know, some uh, most of the time, if we're not able to get a photo, it's really not our fault. You know, a lot of times there's there's things that happen that are just out of our control and uh, we shouldn't be held liable for some of those things. But I've said it before. Uh, 
com- communication is super important when it comes to talking to your couples, uh, setting expectations, letting them know exactly how you run the day, how you like to do things, and making sure they they agree on that so they know what they're getting what they're getting themselves into when they're hiring you as a photographer. The the more you can do to let them know exactly how you're going to do things, the better off you are and that they're comfortable with the way you do things because, you know, when it comes down to it, this is our business. We are providing a service. We are making sure that we're getting all the photos that they want. But like I said, something sometimes things just are out of our control and and there's things we can't do anything about. But we want to make sure that our couples know that we are doing our best to do to get everything that they want and to get through the wedding day for them to get back to the reception and be able to enjoy their time there and just not have to worry about all, you know, about anything missed or anything happening. We try to prevent all of that. So anyways, that's the advice I wanted to share with you today. Uh, I know family photos can be an intimidating part of the day, but it doesn't have to be. There's many different ways that you can find uh, techniques to save a little bit of time and make it easier for the couples to save time and for you to get all the photos that you guys need to get done and work on all the photos that you want to get done as well. So if you guys have any questions about wedding photography, please, please send in your questions. Let me know uh, what kind of things you guys want to hear about, uh, questions you have about specific parts of the wedding day. You can find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. Send in your questions there. Thanks for listening. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating, leave a review. And I look forward to recording many more podcasts and sharing more advice and sharing more tips with you guys and having some more uh, guests on the podcast. And we'll see you on the next one.